Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I've been telling myself that I should introduce myself by name like Zobby does all the time because everybody knows Zobby's name. I don't Mm. think everybody really knows my name. They're just like, business bro. And that's cool. I'm good with that. That's cool too. So maybe I should just leave it at that. I don't know. Try it, right? Try it. Right. Fuck it. Try it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Might as well. Well, I said at the end of the show, Hernan at csfirst.com. So Hernan CS is actually my name. There you go. There you go. There you go. Intro to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just a really quick (laughs) recap. After today's interview with Katon, we're going to be going to the Collaborative Marketing Workshop. It's off of Kettner Boulevard. 50 bucks unless you sign up like right now before the thing starts at 6 o'clock tonight. Use promo code BIZBROS, B-I-Z-B-R-O-S, and you're going to get in there for 10 bucks. Four hours of CE if you're an insurance agent. If you're not, get there and network with people. It's all about building powerful relationships. Plus, you get a meal and a drink. So, show up. All right. That's the last little promo. Yeah, that was it. That was good. Well, that was I mean, quick. Super. That was it. That was quick. And Maybe. also the shoes. Oh, Don't forget the also shoes. the shoes. 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. Hit us up, james at csfirst.com or text him 619-884-0045. He'll roll over in his Harley, nice orange Harley, yeah. and he'll go over there and pick up the shoes. He'll probably won't be able to pick up that many. But no, I do have a bag that I can put on the back. So if you got like 10 pairs of shoes, it's cool. I got a bag. Boom. There you go. So get those shoes off. But dude, I am super excited. First we, of all, we, are, we really are. We're uh, honored, blessed once again to have Mr. Caton Del Rosario in the studio. Thank you so, guys for having me. Dude, one of the reasons why we're on Facebook Live, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is because of Caton's show. So Caton was in here with Jose that one right. time, right? They were filming for, for Caton's stuff. And they just sat down and like schooled us. <laughs> like, I love your show. You guys are doing great. But <laughs> this is you should do this and this and this and this. And, you know, we took notes and we started applying. And so the only reason you see us on Facebook Live is because of this man right here. So kudos to you. And thank you very much for all the insight you've given us on our show so far. And I appreciate that. I mean, now, I can't take all the credit because we just like put an idea out there and you guys actually execute upon it. Right. Ideas are shit. <laughs> executions, everything. So like I, yes. could, I could literally like give you like the roadmap to make a million dollars but if you don't do it it doesn't matter you guys did every, you did all the work i just was like i think you guys should get sling studio <laughs> <laughs> and here we are with the sling studio exactly but for what it's worth you know we really look up to you and and appreciate what you have to say for anybody who doesn't know uh Katon was at a conference up in vegas a couple of weeks ago right. speaking to a crowd what was it 80 100 people I think in it was there about 90 i underestimated it. i thought it was 75 but i think it ballooned to about 90 people there and just spitting gold, just uh, sharing some all kinds of wisdom. I mean, uh, I'm sitting there watching it, and there's all kinds of people that have no idea what they're doing on Instagram and coming to Katon to be like, yo, how do I build my business using Instagram? And so, uh, Katon, man, 
doing big things, brother. That doing was a big lot of things. fun. I don't think I don't think I ever imagined as like a 27 year old brown kid to be in front of a room of like <laughs> 50 like plus year old white people telling them how to use Instagram. So that was a really cool platform to be in Vegas of all places. So yeah. that was really, really cool. So I'm blessed. Shout out to Nick Carpenter. If you're watching this, Nick Carpenter, Legion of Loan Officers for giving me the opportunity to speak in front of a crowd like that. Cause that was really, really cool. Dude. It, I, I just love the Q and A's. I love how honest you are cursing on stage. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> I by the really, way. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just the real, it's the real that's out there today. Like that's one of those things that we live in an era of, uh, whoop. Sorry. Sorry. We live in an era of uh, being uncensored, see? Just like that, right? (laughs) With edits and mistakes and and cursing and mess-ups, and we're going to fix it. We're not going to fix it. We're just going to put it out there. This is who we are, Mm. and deal with it. Either take it, run with it, or don't. Right. Right? And that's that's the beauty of when when you're out there talking talking about what it is you do, telling them what it is you do. Look, I'm experienced. Here is my resume of experience. Mm -hmm. This is my results. This is what I've achieved. Would you like to do that, too? This is how I did it. Right. I mean, it's really that simple. Yeah. And I, you've been kicking ass at it. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate that, my friend. All right, brother. Um, you have some big news for us. We've got some real big news. I'm, I'm like dying to know what this big <laughs> news is. All right. A, a, little, a little hint in your banner. It says, uh, it says something different. It says something different today. And uh, tell me, man, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to make it very simple, uh, me and a few business partners are launching the first ever originator-owned mortgage bank. Okay, speak to me in English. What does it mean to be originator-owned? So every company has you know, staff, right? You've right. got your executive staff, your sales staff, your marketing staff, your operations staff. In a mortgage company, your sales staff is your loan officers, your loan originators. So every single originator that works for our new company becomes a part owner in it. Ooh, almost like a credit union and its clients versus uh, Chase Bank, for example, and their customers. Right. All right. So, so expand on this because this is this is novel. This is this is different. This is exp ish. Ex right to an extent. Right. Right. Not not we're not going super duper cloud based where we have uh, avatars and uh, a no, virtual no, 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 world. No. But, but but your people who are in the company have a vested interest. Right. So, you know, how does that work? How, how, what, what makes it different from any other place? So the, the basic ethos behind why, you know, me and my business partners, uh, Joseph Restivo, uh, Dave Wallace, um, and a few others uh, have decided to go this route is because at our hearts, we're, we're still loan originators, right? Like we've been at different companies. I've worked, uh, the last company I was at, eMortgage, I ran that. It was a mama shop, broker shop. Uh, then I worked at a previously uh, a direct lender, Gold Star Mortgage, and before that, uh, a correspondent lender, Global Equity Finance. And I've been an originator throughout. Um, so I know what originators go through. I know the struggles that they're going through. I know what they look for in a company. And there's a lot that's fundamentally broken in the mortgage space with how most of these mortgage companies are run on both the broker side and on the bank side. Um, and it, it got to a point where I was talking to my business partner, Joseph, and we were talking, you know, why does it have to be binary? Why does it have to be, you know, as a direct lender, you get, you know, all this service, but, you know, sometimes your rates aren't as good and sometimes the pay isn't as good, but you get all these other benefits, right? And as a broker, you know, you've got amazing rates, but sometimes your service isn't there because you're a small mom and pop shop, right? Why does it have to be binary? Why, why, why does it have to be like that as a loan arranger? Why do you have to choose between either giving the best rates or the best services? Why can't it be all of that? Well, that's the way it's always been. It, exactly. But why? Why not something different? I, I, it, dude, I'm, I'm 100% down with that whole mentality of, you know, everybody who, who is a loan officer, everybody who's a, who's a loan originator, they're a 1099. 
right? They're not an employee for the most part. Most of them come in and they're they're self-employed. Well, which even means- for the W uh, for the W two people, right? Like even as an employee, a captive employee of a company, like when when you know that the company makes X amount and then the company takes a vig off of it, but you don't know where that goes. It doesn't really motivate you to know that, you know, if you're losing out on X amount of commission, but you're not, if you're lacking in one space, whether it's rate or it's service, it's not very encouraging as an employee either. Right. 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 So that's what we wanted to change is, you know, give the employees who are the lifeblood of any mortgage company. You know, I've worked at places where, you know, and not to, you know, call out any particular company, right, or to call out any particular people, but in mortgage like ops is held on a pedestal underwriting processing assistance and all those people are held on a pedestal meanwhile the los are the ones who suffer due to bad processing bad underwriting bad assistance and things like that and by default if the lo suffer the client suffers as well right the the los are the lifeblood of any successful mortgage company but they're also in client acquisition exactly well the thing is here is what we're doing is we're not making the client internally the, the borrower, the processors and the underwriters are going to have to understand that your client isn't the borrower. Your client's the LO. You service them because they bring in the sales. If, if Think about it, right? This is going to be so like obvious, but if we're not bringing in loans, you don't have loans to process. Well, who's bringing in the loans? The originators. So shouldn't you create a system that incentivizes the staff to help service the originators and therefore the originators can bring in more business? It makes sense. But most companies don't operate like yeah, that. It's funny because when I spoke to you the first time, we were talking about how how you flip the way the relationship is with with real estate agents. You're right. like you're like, hey, let me buy you a cup of coffee or let me build a relationship with you. And you were like, no, that's just old school. Why the hell you want to talk to me if I'm not bringing you anything of value? So you flipped it. Yeah. You said, let me bring you the real estate agent some value and make you sh- and show you make you money, show you why it's worth it to work with me. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna want to work with me. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the same mm-hmm. thing here. You're just flipping it on its head. You're 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 taking what used to be an elite status and you're saying, hey. Stop biting the hand that feeds you here, buddy. Right. Let's just let's just set up. Uh, you know, it, it's almost like turning that pyramid upside down every every single time. Right. And and that to me makes a lot more sense because you're right. The the underwriting department they're not doing anything to bring in new clientele. Nope. They're not they're not doing anything to make the process any easier. Nope. Why why not? Why not incentivize them? Look, uh, a good loan officer today is creating a loan packet. I mean, so that so that processing just gets it done in a snap. They're doing all the work for the loan processing right. side. What support is the loan processing side bringing to the do? table? Right, and especially with technology. Like, are you kidding me? Like, technology can collect all those documents. Technology mm-hmm. can so you can link up a bank account into a mortgage portal, secured with all the encryption that you need to still be compliant. You know, two hundred fifty six bit encryption, and you can connect to a borrower's bank account and pull sixty days like in a snap. You can the borrower signs into a link and does that. The processor doesn't have to do that anymore. Like all this stuff is verifiable. We're leveraging technology in order to eliminate those inefficiencies. Did you know that Jenny May did some research? It takes for the average mortgage bank in America, it costs eight thousand dollars per funded loan in operations. In operations, yeah. you're talking about staffing. You're talking about staffing, processing, about- all that stuff. Eight thousand dollars in operations cost to fund a loan. Wow. Seriously? That's before that. you even pay your loan officer. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. What? That's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So then you wonder why all these places, like lots of these direct lenders, have super inflated rates. Right. Either the front make, end or the back end. Yeah, because, I mean, you think on a $400,000 loan, they've got to, like, just in operations costs, they've got to recoup two points before yeah. they pay anybody, including themselves. Yeah. So then they pay their LOs, you know, shed bips, 
to fund the deal and they take their VIG off the top because they got to pay for all these class A commercial buildings and all this other stuff that they got going on. When, which you don't need anymore. Which you don't need. Nobody Any good LO is out in the streets meeting real estate agents, not sitting behind a desk 24-7. Right, right. That, that brick and mortar model, that's, that's literally going out the window. Right. Think, I mean, about, it, think about most real estate offices. Which window? The brick and mortar window? <laughs> Boom. Sorry. I see what you did there. That was, good. that was a good one. <laughs> no, but you're right. Most real estate agents, uh, Starbucks could be their office. Right. I mean, why do I need to go anywhere? Right. And even then, I don't even need to meet you at a Starbucks. Right. Because everything can be done via ZipLogic, you know, DocuSign, mm-hmm. whatever it's going to be. We don't really need to meet as far as we used to. Right. There's With technology today, I could I could take an application from a lead that I got on Facebook and do the whole process from start to finish on my laptop in a, on a beach. Right? So why do we need a class A office? To show it off to people? How often are real estate agents really coming into that office? None. None. So that class A office that you're paying, what, maybe twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month on at least four is to house your ops, which is, by the way, also inefficient. So now you've got some more inefficiencies and now you're having well, to more money. Yeah, technology is taking that away from them. Right, exactly. But they still maintain these offices because they quote unquote need it. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, dude, we're, we're entering a shift in the market here. Exactly. So you're going to see a lot of these changes not, not being put into play because it's efficient, but because you have to, right? Because you're about to hit a, a sink or swim scenario mm-hmm. and you're going to be like, okay, well, which offices are we going to close? Which ones are we going to shrink? Which is exactly which- what's happening right now in mortgage. The, the biggest thing in mortgage, you look in any mortgage group on Facebook and the thing that you always hear from direct lenders is the margin compression, right? Margin compression, this margin compression, that, oh, the rates are worse. So then, you know, the only way you could be competitive is if, if you cut your compensation. Well, tell me real quick, mortgage, mortgage compression. I mean, uh, what, what are we talking about there in English? Right. <laughs> the, the margin compression, right? So it's, it's smaller and smaller margins because the marketplace is becoming more competitive because the consumers have more options and more choice and more knowledge than they did, right? Before you could get away with, oh, a client comes in, they're your first option. That's probably all they're going to do. But now what you're seeing is as rates become more competitive, as more of these online lenders come into play, brokerages are obviously having a moment right now in the mortgage space as well these big retail banks that have this gigantic overhead that are you know on average you know spending eight thousand dollars to fund a single loan are realizing okay well we have already have all these hard costs and we're not going to be shutting down branches so guess what los sorry you're taking a pay cut yeah the ones who are actually bringing in the revenue which is crazy (laughs) well you know right if i'm drowning just throw a bag of sand on me i'll be all right which is crazy even even more is I was just talking to a loan officer today uh, and she was telling me, you know, she had to cut her, her comp to like 50 basis points, which is nothing, which is a basis point is 1% of 1%. So like you're talking to half a percent on every single loan. Like as a loan officer, you can't survive on that. No. And her, and and it's not even like the rates are competitive. Like like we like we priced out, like you show me your rate sheet, I show you mine. I'm still better by a full, like a half a percent or a full percent in some places and I'm making my full comp. And she's got to cut hers. Yeah, that's. Are you that, kidding yeah, me? That's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. Right. I meanwhile, mean, meanwhile, the CEOs are driving around in their Lamborghinis while their processing staff and their LOs are struggling to make rent. Okay, so your model, your model's changing that. Your model's taking all those inefficiencies of processing, taking all those inefficiencies of overhead, and we're we're essentially, I'm assuming, getting that back to the LOs and getting back to the consumer. That's right. So tell me a little bit about that process. How you how, how you know how does this whole thing work? The biggest part is, is solving it with technology, right? The technology is good enough. It's 2019. Let's be honest. There's mm-hmm. technology and it's good enough. What's given us a little bit of an edge is that lots of these mortgage banks are on their way out. It's not something that would usually happen that um, we would enter a mortgage bank space. 
while everyone's on the way out. And what's cool too is we're actually entering it kind of like dual agency because you know it takes a little bit of time and money to get to that agency place where you're you know we're there and Fanny and Freddie and Jenny. It takes a little bit of cash to get there. So we're actually starting on the broker model because that's what's the best for the consumer and the best for the LO while building the systems around it as if it was still a bank. You know, it's it's funny you said that you're you're getting in where they're getting out. Exactly. That's exactly what smart entrepreneurs do. They zig when everybody else is zagging. Mm. So it, it, you know, you might look at it as, you know, it's not a good time, but I think it's a perfect time. I think that, no, that's exactly I, I think that's exactly, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, timing wise is perfect. You're, you're coming into a space that I, I, I would imagine if you do this correctly, you're, when, when is exactly right. When you do this correctly, you're going to, you might not even see this to the end. I, I foresee you being bought out. That's that's honestly the goal. We're thinking we have a number in our head. It starts with B for a Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's it's true. We want it. We want because it's going to be harder for all these other companies because they already have these massive overhead. What are they going to do? Fire half their staff, mm-hmm. right? Put people out on the streets. They're not going to do that. We both know that they have too much overhead going on. Either they fold or they get bought out, whatever it might be. You know, lots of these big mortgage companies got bought out while they were hemorrhaging money. Our plans to get bought out while we're profiting. Right. And the big thing is if we can cut down those inefficiencies from $8,000 of funded loan down to like 2000, that's another 6,000 we can put back in the pocket of our LOs that we could spend on things that actually have, you know, a solid ROI, like proper marketing, like proper lead generation. Not like my biggest my biggest thing right now. This is my biggest fight with with retail banks and all these places. You know, they say they have these marketing departments, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have a fucking marketing department. You have a fucking Kinko's. All you do is print flyers. Yes. You're not a marketing department. I mean, dude, imagine any bank has how many clients? Right. How many customers contact information? I mean, imagine taking all that content information and taking the marketing budget that they have Mm -hmm. and just shrinking it and and using that to, to target. I mean, dude. What do you do with 200 bucks on Facebook ads, <laughs> right? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I mean, how many leads do you generate there? And how, how many salaries did you pay? Right. I mean, dude, just having that kind of database alone, you don't even, don't even, you don't even have to scratch the surface on the marketing budget. Just having that database alone, the value in that to be able to generate leads for yellows so they're actually doing work and then you're paying more, mm-hmm. dude, you're going to recruit all the highest most productive LOs out there. So here's the thing with the recruiting too, is we're not hiring recruiters. There's no need to. There's the no word, need to. <laughs> the the word's going to spread itself. Yes. Right. Because we the whole thing is we want to keep the, the the money back in the pockets of the LOs. Why the hell are, are we going to pay, you know, $150,000 salary to a recruiter where all they're going to do is just, you know, comment on people's LinkedIn's when they get in contact with them, they're going to lie about everything that we actually have. And when the LO comes in, they're going to be unhappy because they got lied to. The biggest, biggest advocate for any sales organization is another salesperson. Yes. So we're going to incentivize LOs to bring people in. You know, we'll pay our LOs either an override or like a one-time thing for any LO they bring on because LOs are A, never going to lie to another LO, and B, are going to bring in other people that they think fit into the same company culture. Yeah. And that's that's the difference right there. That's the moneymaker right there. I, again, you're going to attract all the top talent. I, and I, it's funny because, you know, I, I related to EXP only because of the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. There's multiple opportunities, right? One of my biggest pitches for EXP is one of those things like, you know, why the hell does anybody go to work in the first place? Right. Right. We all go to work for one reason and one reason only is to stop working at some point in the future. Mm. Right. So what are you doing today? If you're making a ton of money in real estate, if you're making a ton of money in, I don't care what kind of business it is, are you keeping it? Are you putting it to work for you? Right. And if you're not doing that, then you're messing up already. 
I don't care how much money you make. Right. We were talking about this on Facebook, right? Like, if, with, what, what do you do with your money? Right? What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? So I, that, that's one of those big pitches for EXP because of the way that the cap is. People argue about the cap or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's $16,000. That's cool. But, you know, all you got to do is be productive and they pay it back to you in stock. Right. In other words, they're paying it back to you in your retirement. In right. other words, they're taking it out of your paycheck so that you can put it away so it goes to work for you because you weren't capable of doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my biggest pitches for, for EXP. You're going to be making your, your LOs a lot of money. A lot of money. So I think... And it's not even we're like going to like cap the... Like you, if you look at our commission structure, it's better than most of these places anyway. So like the pitch really becomes, hey, guess what? You get to be a co-owner in a national mortgage bank. We're going national, by the way. This isn't just San Diego. This is, all, this is the whole damn thing, by well, the way. Yeah, because the internet allows it. Right, exactly. Yeah. It gives us scale, Yeah. right? I don't have to be in Florida to originate a loan in Florida anymore. No. Would it be ideal? Sure, of for course. the right client, right? But more and more often, right, I'm not going into a store to buy a certain thing for my my camera, right? No, I'm, I'm going to Amazon, Amazon and it's going to come in a day and I'm going to be super duper happy. Yeah. Right? Same same concept, right? So we're going to make you an owner in a national mortgage bank. Well, ho- hold up on that because that's exactly what my point was with the EXP thing. Mm-hmm. So does your commission structure have something built in? Because I'm, I'm assuming when you become an owner, there has to be some sort of stock implication in there. Right, some sort of you know how how does that work? We're so work- I'm assuming you have that built into your commission structure. We're working, we're working it. So we're working on trying to make sure because there's a lot of legal in there, right? Of course, SEC I mean, type things, SEC all kinds of stuff, stuff, right? So we're working on the the exact details, and I don't want to go into that because I don't want to get in trouble with legal, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially there there's going to be things where it's like probably going to be based on something like volume or mm-hmm. something like that. What well, we can't tie it directly to an individual loan, obviously, because there's laws against yes. that. But but the whole point is, you know, as an originator, right? The big the big version reason why most people want to become a broker is because they want to have their own company. They have that's your exit plan, right? Yes. Is to get out. Your exit plan is to exit. Yes. You, well, <laughs> so, if you even have an exit plan, right? So when you're an owner of a company, when your company takes that vig off the top, it doesn't feel as bad because you're like, oh well, I'm an owner in this company. So that portion that the company takes is actually going to something. We're going to be transparent about everything because trans. We're going to over communicate everything to our LOs. You know, you're going to understand what the margin is at this company. You're going to understand. It's going to be crystal clear. We're going to publish our financials internally to our LOs every year or every quarter. We haven't figured out exactly what it's going to be, but we want them to know where their money's going and where it's being spent because you have a vested financial interest in this company now. Well, you're a part owner. Not just that. You're <laughs> definitely going to follow gap principles for accounting because I mean, you're eventually going to want to take this thing either public or be bought out. So you're going to have to have those solid right. financials in place. Right. Right. And so it just naturally makes sense. You said, a B with a billion is the target goal. Mm-hmm. So if I have a vested interest in this company and I'm helping produce it and I'm having stock ownership in this company eventually at some point in some way, then when you get bought out, I win. Exactly. That's the whole thing. Because like going back to the, the analogy that I said, you know, you have, you have some of these CEOs of mortgage companies rolling around in Lamborghinis and stuff. Meanwhile, their you know staff can barely afford to drive a Honda. I'd much rather every single LO gets to drive around in you know an Audi, a BMW, or a Benz if they so choose. Right, mm-hmm. live the life that you want to. Right? I'm not saying that you have to, but I'd much rather see that. And then everyone, when we get bought out for the Billy plus whatever that number ends up being. Then you can go buy your Lambo. I don't care. I'm not selfish. I know what it's like to be an originator. I know what it's like to see, you know, the CEO. It's like for me, that's like, oh, you're you're kind of being a dick for me right around <laughs> of that. Versus like, oh, that's not really motivating because I know that I basically funded that. That's funny, man. I, it, and I would when we were doing flips back in the day, uh, I would always meet some of the investors that would roll up in their Maseratis or their right. nice cars up to the construction site, and I'm thinking. 
I don't know if you want to do that. I mean, the what? guys who are doing the, all the work at the at the job site, and you're rolling up super nice prim suit with, right. you know, you're Batmobile standing, vehicle. You're standing on their shoulders. Yes. Bro, it looks on their wrong. blood, sweat, and tears. And, and when shit goes down and you get sued, you're going to have zero pity from the guys who are there. Because, hey, man, you can afford it. You got that you nice, good, you know, bro? Bentley. Yeah, you got you were fine. Where's your, yeah. where's your Versace suit? Just sell a few of those. You're fine. Oh, dude. Yeah, but no, I, I love that. Especially the fact that you come from that world. Right. You know, because I'm still going to be an originator. Like I'm still going to do loans. Like don't get me wrong. Like, like I'm still at my heart an originator. I know what it's like to work in a company culture that sucks. To to think you know like that you can't get through to a certain underwriter or processor because they're held on a pedestal versus you. Like I know what that looks like. I'm trying to correct that because it shouldn't be like that. Right? The LOs are the lifeblood of the company. I want to put as much money back into the pockets of my LOs as humanly possible while still giving them the best service, while still giving them the best rates so that they can have a competitive advantage and win at scale. I don't want to lose a single fucking loan, bro. That makes sense. So tell me, what, what does the company culture look like? Like in, in your office as far as processing, as far as you know how, how the LOs get along, how they bring business in? Because I'm kind of envisioning like a Google feel here. Right, right. I mean, it, that's that's kind of like at, at its core, like how I feel about it too. But it's like any anyone who wants to be part of it will be a part of it. Like they're, they're going to buy into the vision, right? You know, the, the like I said, we're going to make sure that the processing and the operations staff understands that your client is the loan officer. It's your job to, you know, serve them. You know, the, the biggest problem that most of these, you know, direct lenders have is, you know, they have these underwriters who think they're on a pedestal and they start going and over conditioning things that don't meet the guidelines. And then now your LO's fighting over a guideline for, you know, four days trying to figure it out. And meanwhile, the borrower is sitting in limbo, like, what the hell's going on with yeah. my loan? You can't really explain that. Right. Like if like it's super easy, you know. Most people don't realize that Fannie Mae has a direct number that an, any underwriter can call, ask Fannie Mae the question. If it meets their guidelines, you're good, <laughs> right? You don't have to like be fighting back and forth. Like, here's the scenario. Here's what's going on. Will you take that? Yes Seal or no? That's yes. It. Cool. Thanks. That's the answer. That's it. Done. My big thing is, bro, like there's so, and yes, I understand there's, you know, compliance and things like that, but like, let's be very, very honest. Like this industry is overly compliant for what it is. Right. My big thing is if it is legal, if it is compliant and it will make our loan officers money, let's do it. Do it. Let's do it. Dude. Because that's how it should be. Yeah. We shouldn't. I sh I sh like my biggest problem when I was when I was still at uh, a direct lender. Right. I, I came up with the idea of the minimum mortgage show there and I had to go through like so many different emails with the compliance department of like, oh, well, you have to give you the blessing. Right. Yeah. And I never got it. And it's just like I have this amazing idea that I want to execute upon and I can't do it. But Why? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's somebody who's not uh, who's not willing to take that next step. Why? Because exactly. it's never been done. Exactly. And they're too afraid of the, the repercussions of what happens. So, right. So do it and ask for, for forgiveness later. Exactly. And it's not to say like we're going to go out and do illegal shit because obviously we're not. Like we're still, we're, the whole point of it is doing it in a legal, ethical way that makes money because if we're going to sell it, you know, we have to make sure that our shit's clean. Yes. Period. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't start a bank right we're not this fraudulently this isn't this isn't stratton oakmont you know right. <laughs> i want to stay out of jail not right, go that, into that's, jail that's usually the uh, the ideal uh idea <laughs> oh dude so many things going on in in just in the last five or six years i don't even go last 10 years so many things have gone as far as market changes, as far as new companies, as far as social media. Like it just makes sense to look at this process and flip it on its 
you know, I don't even know how I would say I'll flip it on its head. Whatever right? the hell it is. Whatever right? it is. It just, it to me, it's one of those things where this mortgage side has been such an, like, uh, a question mark. Yeah. I don't exactly know the process. Right. Even, even as a real estate professional, I don't think I even understand the entire process. It's on that. It's like that on purpose. Yeah. But, but why so does it have to be so complicated? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and every time, you know, every time I talk to you, you always try, tend to try to take these complicated things and try to make them as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. You did it in the Mortgage Minute Show. I mean, you've, you've done it in, you know, in your social media posts. Hey, that's cool. But try this. And right. it's like one sentence done. Like this is it. Right. And, and, and I could just foresee this thing being simple and easy to understand. You have places like, you know, the Rocket Mortgage and all those different things. But, right. But they, they don't fix the underlying issue of the processing part. They mm-hmm. don't fix the client relationship issue. This is still a very relationship oriented right. business. But this just make I don't know, to me it, it's one of those where why hasn't this been done before? Right. Because why? because it's always been done a certain way and then all the companies that had to, you know, shuck and jive and adjust, you know, post 2008 had to adjust every single thing and that costs money, right? Yeah. And they figured they can get away with it. You look, you know, let's let's talk about Quicken Mortgage. Let's talk, uh, yeah, Quicken, right? Let's mm-hmm. talk about Rocket Mortgage for a second, right? This is going to be the easiest mortgage process ever. All you hear about Rocket Mortgage is complaints. Yeah. You still even get even if you get through it, like I'm beating Quicken by a full percent most days on the retail side. And you know what's the funny part? Is I can broker to Quicken if I want to and still beat their guys with their same product. <laughs> you know how batshit crazy that is? Like, like, But that's that's one of those things, right? That's because you understand how the process works. Right. That's the skill set. That's the, that's the level of understanding that you have to bring a product like this to the table. Mm-hmm. And it's not just you. You have partners that have just as much knowledge in other areas that are putting this whole thing together. I mean... Again, every time I talk to you, I'm like, okay, I got to slow you down a little bit and got to speak some English to me because there's just so much that you know about that area to 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 make it as simple so that, okay, so Rocket Mortgage, the only reason why it works is because you literally go in and push a button and you up, upload some docs. Right. But there are so many apps there's and so, so many, many people that, that are do doing that. that already. Right. But how did they make that difference? And that's one of those things where, again, it's going to come down to, well, you're freeing up $6,000 in costs. Mm-hmm. Now I got money to market the simplicity of my system. Yeah. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to retrain a population, especially a population that's, you know. Woefully undereducated. Well, not even willfully undereducated, but utilizes technology more. It is way mm-hmm. more dependent on technology. Right. So that when you go and say, look at this app, you want to buy a home, this is all you got to do. Follow my lead. Right. If I want to, uh, if I want to stream movies illegally, I just go and I follow a step-by-step process. Right. right? And I set what? it up, and I'm good we to don't go. Do that. We don't ever do right. that ever. Creed Two was great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the the opportunity is there. Same thing. All you got to do is take your marketing dollars and stop blowing them on printing flyers. Yeah. Even look at Quicken Rocket Mortgage. Right. It's supposed to make the process easier, but guess what? They spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on commercials. So guess who gets to pay for that? The consumers. Right. And that and that's I mean, it comes down to a lot of different things that I, I that really gets to me. Things like uh, Zillow buyer leads blows my mind that they're gonna call you to sell you on their system of internet leads. Like, you understand the irony in that? They're calling you to tell you how well their internet system, mm-hmm. their social marketing right. works. Right. Doesn't make any sense to me. No clue at all. And, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward. When are you guys uh, officially going to start? When is it going to kick off? So or? we're already licensed in Colorado because it's okay. really, really easy to get licensed in Colorado. We're waiting on California. 
Uh, we started the process in Arizona and Florida. We're bringing on some people from there. Uh, and we're just going to go state by state, bro. We're probably just going to go like West Coast, East Coast, close in in the middle. We'll get Hawaii too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know about Alaska. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll go, we'll go nationwide though. Like we'll, we'll make sure that that happens and we're going quick. Like we're, we're going to take this whole thing over because it has to change. It has like, to. It's not fair to loan officers that they have to go out, sell them. Like the, this is the thing I hate the most and I'm pretty sure you're going to hate this. We sell service. We don't sell rates. You have a fiduciary duty to your consumer. You should sell rates. <laughs> I had this guy. There was a. But th- I, I hired you to help me figure out my finances. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you the best service possible to figure out your finances, and you're going to pay for that in a rate that's anywhere from a half to full percent higher <laughs> than what you could get down the street for the exact same thing. No, man. <laughs> I, I hired you to handle my budget. Exactly. Sorry. If right. You have a you fiduciary. Have a fi- re- you yeah. have a fiduciary duty to your customer. Right, and this isn't just happening for regular consumers. Like, look, you look at like big, big places. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna use names. Like, you look at like Navy Federal and USAA that are absolutely destroying their VA clients, all while at the same time claiming that they're veteran advocates. Well, they have the word in their name. They have the word in their name, just so. because they, they, they stand, they stand in front of the American flag, you know, claiming to be, you know, VA advocates. Meanwhile, their rates are so much worse, and their process is terrible. Well, like, let's <laughs> let's be fair. Uh, their their employees are probably trained a certain way, and they probably don't know any better. Right. So it's not the employee's and, fault. It's not the employee's. I'm they, never ever ever going to blame right. the employee's fault. Right. It's not their fault for it. It's it comes down from company culture. But like the fact that it's, that's the big thing that gets me riled up. It's like for veterans, right? You know, these people served our country. They this is this isn't a loan. Like I look at a VA loan as a benefits package. Mm-hmm. You know, you get access to home ownership in America with zero percent down. You get access to the best rates with no mortgage insurance. But then these big companies, because you, there's, do you know how much these companies make on the back end of these things? Off the VA loan? Oh, yeah, man. No. You're talking anywhere from at least anywhere from six to eight points on the back, selling this in the secondary market. Wow. There's a lot of money to be made on government loans, Because of security. Bro. Yeah, it's a security system. You're just packaging these up, selling them as bonds and you know bundling them up. You know, if you've ever watched The Big Short, same, same yeah, basic same process. process. Millions of dollars on the back end. They could, give the, they could give their veteran clients the best rates if they wanted to. But they don't. But they don't. All right. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's definitely a big... That's okay. going to become... You pay attention to the news. It's going to become a national news story. I guarantee it. It's got to. I guarantee I mean, it. there's... You heard it's it here rock, first. It's a rockets, bro. Dude. It's crazy. Well, anytime you have something where you're saying you're doing one thing and you're completely making a shit ton of money without letting anybody know, and it has to do with veterans, mm-hmm. it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up big. It's going to it's gonna blow up. There's going to be a fallout of this, man. I'm telling you. And it's going to be good. You know, like... I remember the, this LinkedIn post. I think it was like a LinkedIn or a Twitter post. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like, well, nobody wins in, you know, you know, you know, the, talking about brokers and bankers and all this other thing. Like nobody wins in a price war. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. the consumer probably wins. Yeah. But okay, sure. Go yeah. off. Well, it's because two business people are talking. That's why. Right. That's, that's the biggest difference. Right. But it's at the end of the day, like it's, you got to take care of as a loan officer. It's my job to take care of my consumers. As somebody who's running a mortgage company now, it's my job to take care of my loan officers, right? Like they're the lifeblood of this company. Like I've got to create systems around that to take care of them at scale. Because from one systems guy to another. It should it should be this way. But it hasn't been. I, I don't know. I like I've only been in the industry for the better part of the last five years, right? So I don't know what it was like pre crash. I imagine it probably was because loan officers were killing it. They were making like four to five points on loans, you know, like granted they were doing some shady shit, mm-hmm. right? Some not some, not all. Right, well, majority. But anyways, like, 
it used to be about the LL first. Like we can still do it in a compliant way that still helps the consumer, that still helps the LL make money and still be a profitable company. There's ways to do it. We're not going to spend money on recruiters. We're not going to spend money on IT staffs. You know, st- eliminating an IT staff by going completely cloud-based saves us at least a million dollars a year. Easy. On a national on a national scale, 100%, right? Easy. What's the hardest thing that we're going to have to do? Reset a password? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's your, new, here's your new email account. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Easy peasy. Right. How does a loan officer get a hold of you if they, uh, if they want to work with you? Well, they can reach me directly on Facebook. You know, I've, I think we've already got the IG links uh, in here as well. Um you know, my phone number, 619-403-6571. Hit me up. Like, I'm, I'm around all, everywhere. Like, I don't, I don't have anything to hide. You know, I, I'm pretty much everywhere all the time. But, like, please, like, I I'm, I'm want to do this for, like, LOs, like myself. Like, this is the model that I dreamed of being in, where I can provide the best service, where we're closing, you know, in 15 days or less. That's where we want to get to. We're averaging, like, 17, 18 right now. Um, that's killer by the way it's killer right it's killer this is the way mortgage should be done there's the technology exists for it to be done fast enough the rates are at historical i haven't seen rates this good since i first got into the business bro like it's so so good right now like and you could still pay your lo's really really well while still giving your clients the best rates possible it's possible to do it you just have to know what you're doing and manage that overhead dude these are going to be some good times for sure things changing right before our eyes and i'm definitely curious about all these systems that you're putting into place because it sounds a lot like what i'm trying to do on the insurance side it's too. super nerdy bro like like all this i'm all about stuff. it it's so much fun we'll talk about it so yeah insure tech yeah mortgage tech. tech yeah mortgage tech yeah it's okay. it's i feel like it's along similar lines are you are uh, you building it from scratch no 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 okay <laughs> no I, I don't have that kind of know-how um on top of something Trying to figure it out, man. We'll I, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's so much to it. And honestly, when when uh, when I started reading more and more about it, I mostly just realized how far behind the curve mm. uh, my company is right now. Our company is right now, and just the uh, industry as a whole. The industry as a whole. That's yeah. true. The industry as a whole, and there's just this whole new tech that's coming out. We're going to have somebody on the show. Uh, I don't see his name on there yet, but we're going to have him on the show at some point here. We're actually going to meet with him at this uh, collaborative marketing event. There you go. Uh, and that's a big part of what they're going to be talking about. So That's super cool. That's what it's all about, dude. It's just making efficiency. Yeah. It. It's just why it's, why, why look, keep it so difficult? It's like, well, it's like what we started out before we got on here, right? Why not? Why not? Why, why not? not? Why not? Relieve the pain points, right? That's it. If if it doesn't work, we walk back and go go to the tried and true, right? Yeah. But why not try to change it? It. it what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Right. You succeed. You and succeed. then you got all kinds of headaches. Right. <laughs> more money, more problems. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Kayton, dude, thanks a lot for coming on the show Thank and announcing, dude. New American Mortgage, can... New American Mortgage Corp. You've heard it here first, ladies and gents. So far, only in Colorado, but soon to be everywhere else. See you soon. All right, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, uh, Caton Del Rosario. Remember, his stuff is right there under his uh, his handsome face. So get in contact with him, especially you LOs who have questions because I know you do. You're wondering. You're pondering. You got all kinds of things in your head thinking, is that even truly, truly possible? Can he really help me? Yes, he can. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 619-884-0045 is James's number, so you can get him his shoes, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. 619-884-4915 is my number in case you want to be on the show. Send me a text message. And Katon, one more time in case loan officers want to get a hold of you. 619-403-6571. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. 
Follow us on social at Business Bros Pod. Remember, Facebook Live gets all kinds of cool stuff in a timely manner. Then you can always go to iTunes and subscribe to the show. We love you guys. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 